1: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn.
4: Listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. Hello and welcome inside hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Yo, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying. Should be. Well, a big day in Major League Baseball. We had the big trade deadline. We had a no-hitter from Framber Valdez. We got the first start by Lance Lynn shutting out the A's. Of course, the A's are also shutting out the Dodgers.
5: Well, that's all right.
1: That's happening right now in the fourth inning. And the Mets have a 6-4 lead in the 10th over the Royals. They trade Verlander. They're still motivated to play.
5: Everybody trying to secure long-term contracts. <laughs> this guy gave away funny money and then jettisoned people to other teams. Uh, that's what you want a part of. You're, you're part of this squad. You're like, this guy loves to write zeros onto sure, checks. Sure, sure. I want mine. Sure. And look, then he can sell me wherever the hell he wants. That, I don't care. And, that, and that's, look, and I'm being honest, that's the best
1: part and the genius of Steve Cohen is that, yeah, it didn't work with Scherzer and Verlander. It's okay. I don't care about spending money. I'll spend money in the offseason. I'll spend money and we'll go at it again and we'll try a different mix of guys. But in the meantime, hey, we really – Jumped up our prospect pipeline, and maybe you have guys that are going to be big-time contributors to the team in the next couple of years. So yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't care about spending money. He doesn't care. Okay, I what did he say? I f- look at that money as being already all spent. So I don't really care. I want prospects back. I want to build a big minor league farm system. He said I want to build the Mets to be like the Dodgers, where ah. they can sign players in free agency, and we have a big pipeline. Well, and it's all- a ni- it's a nice model to emulate. Yeah. No question about and it. And all the guys the Mets got, all jump into the top. Fifteen prospects they have. <laughs> Well, that's right. Uh,
5: that's okay. But that's great. But it just means you I mean you still have some work to do. He needs to throw some money down on the farm. Sure. Which sure. is one of the changes that keeps being proposed in major league baseball of you do have a couple of teams that can spend whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. at, at the major league level, but also funnel that back into scouting and technology and everything down to the minor leagues creating what some f- would argue is a competitive disadvantage i say you own a baseball team get over yourself and spend your money uh, thusly uh, but yes you're you're right that to that point that the mets haven't gotten to that part of of filtering that cash down, sure. which means guys coming in from other proven organizations, yeah, they're going to become your top prospect. But you, now it'll just say Mets in the next do you guys, magazine. Do you guys Thirty twenty six,
6: 26 Mike. Do you guys 30, know how 26. to draft? We're going to take a couple of your guys. Thirty we
5: We're going to take one of your it.
1: guys and make it look like it's one of our guys. Well, we he becomes our guy now. Yeah, now he's we our guy. We tried it for him. Sure. He's our he's guy. Our
5: look guy. what we did. We
1: developed him now to that last step. <laughs> With the Verlander trade being the big trade of the deadline, Yep. Let's get to the two big losers Losers. of the trade deadline. And normally I don't like, oh, the big winners. But when something stands out, especially two of the most popular teams, even the two most popular teams in Major League Baseball, yeah, because the first biggest loser are the Dodgers. The Dodgers this season has gone, I I don't want to say how they expected, but it's gone how they have hoped. They went from being we're a hundred and ten win team, we're spending a lot of money and look where it got us. Didn't even make it to the NLCS. We had an eighty seven and eighty-nine win teams make mm-hmm. it there last year. So what's our what what's our philosophy now? Not a lot of guys we want to spend on. So we're going to bring up the kids, let them play. We feel like we have a good enough team to 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 compete and to win the division. And at the deadline, if we need to, we'll make moves and go get players. And it went the Dodgers have overachieved. The top of their lineup has been really good despite the fact they've had zero pitching and and who knows what you're going to get any given night. The Dodgers still first place in the NL West and it's been a great year. So now it's okay, we're at the deadline. They made a couple of nice moves, right? Joe Kelly was a nice move. Lance Lynn who is starting tonight is a nice Move Ahmed Rosario is a nice move, but they absolutely needed at least one more starting pitcher. They had to, and that's how that why the trade for Eduardo Rodriguez is a huge epic fail. Now, forget about the fact that well they were in on Verlander and they lost out to him. Uh, hey, they tried to go get him. He had the Dodgers on his no trade list, so the next best starter that they could get because look, the Padres aren't trading them Blake Snell. Right, they failed. So now. You're going into the playoffs with it's not terrible, but now your strategy is hope. We hope that Julio Urias becomes Urias again. We hope that maybe Walker. Yeah, we hope that Walker Bueller can come back at some point. We hope that a guy like Bobby Miller gets it in the next two months and turns into a pretty good pitcher because right now, who you're trotting out there in the playoffs. You are going to be the underdog in every single series. You don't know when Clayton Kershaw is going to be back, how he's going to be when he does get back. You had so many questions at starting pitching, and you didn't even make another move for another big innings eater. I feel like if you couldn't get – a big pitch. You couldn't get Verlander or Rodriguez who said no. Then you had to go get another couple of guys like Lance Lynn that are going to come and they're going to eat innings and they'll be guys we can trot out there, not have to worry about bullpen games in the playoffs. Big fail for the Dodgers. They were a big loser at the deadline. Yeah,
5: I look at it as you, you have your opportunities. Look, you love your prospects and you love your young arms. And we certainly have watched that with the Dodgers for years. When they trade someone, that means they know right we've watched this organization for a long time cuz mm-hmm. they they're very uh you know very guarded with some of those prospects that get named in trade deadline activity i mean miller being one of them right was he going to be part of a package to bring in one of these bigger arms with rodriguez you just have the unfortunate circumstance whereby dude didn't it was geographically undesirable to come out to the west coast that was that was the report, right? He wanted to be by his family, wanted to stay where he was because of that. I can't fault a guy for that. If mm-hmm. you if you're able to execute and negotiate like the, you know, the NFL PA. You got the franchise tag in and now you hate the franchise tag yeah. when you get it. Yeah, Same get thing here. Oh wait, it's not a good thing. If, if, all right, all right. If, if a guy's able to negotiate a no trade clause, <laughs> either you're really gonna have to incentivize him to waive it. Or sell him a, a tall tale like I guess the Mets did for their two guys. But for Rodriguez, it didn't sell. And so now you have to pivot. The problem is, by the time you're at this point in the negotiations and trying to make this happen, what's left on the board that you can go get reasonably to bring in? All right? We talk about Dylan Cease. Wouldn't you just go the extra prospect or player? if you thought that he was your guy mm-hmm. if you're buying in and this is where the dodgers get caught in a little bit of we've got a long-term plan versus uh, we've got 2 months to go make a run towards a world series it's just too right? much they hope. keep it's getting too, caught it's in too that. much hope that cuz you know, next year is not guaranteed i mean
1: i get that you've been lulled into and you're used to a uh, uh, a sense of the last decade where we're going to be in the playoffs yeah. every year. We're going to do all. I get it. But at some point, the run ends. Well, but that's, right? that's been Look my at point on all of all these things. Things. Hey, at
5: some point, the run ends. But you that's know? the point in all of this, right? Whenever you have the opportunity to go and win this year, whatever sport it is, I don't care about draft picks. Prospects, okay. Be judicious about it. But again, if they were that good and near ready, they would probably be up on your squad. You'd probably find a space for them. Mm other than the the nonsensical um, service time issues that you run into. But legitimately, like and, and I know with the history of the Dodgers, because you've had so many guys come up into the farm system, and then you talk about going into free agencies and trade uh, to what you've been able to build for all these years. I mean, Kershaw's not getting any younger. Right? Mookie Betts giving you a huge run. He and Freeman, all these guys, you're healthy. You've got the division. Go push to get another title because age gets you, injuries get you. How many of these teams get through unscathed? Right? You're just hoping that you can can ride it to the ride the rails down into October and and just to get there. Well, no, I mean, look, if the Dodgers don't win it, it's a failure. Right? That's that's where mm-hmm. we're at with this organization every year. It's another year of, "Okay, the regular season was fine, but what are we doing in October?" And so with so many questions about the health of players, Bobby Miller's a guy you you talk about. Like, does he have any innings left? Like where is he at? Mm-hmm. Like he's been up and down through the year, but at some point, knowing the way the organization operates, they're gonna shut him down.
1: What do you got, Frostberg? How long have you been watching baseball, Jason? Oh, a long time.
6: Really? A long time. Sure. Doesn't show. Oh, no. really we really. got the Mets as the big winners yeah. in the trade deadline the Mets cuz they they, the Dodgers, they were able to move losers.
1: on they were able to move on from their big time Overly salaried, and pitchers. you're now
6: not going to compete till 2026. We're compete so you're next officially year. out of the Otani running, stop which <laughs> the Dodgers are not. Just which is stop. why the Dodgers stayed put you today. Did, you didn't because do, they're all in on Otani. You were told at the end no by a so guy. You if were anything, told no. They're the big winners. They're in first place. They're not the big winners, and the Mets are in last.
5: Okay, just wait. When I really suddenly, thought he was going to say, "And the Mets? We're not <laughs> well, in last place. So.
6: The Nationals are in last. Place, they're the big winners, and Jason has them as the big winners today. Trade deadline day. Yes, even keep people." on your roster I, they want to get traded so badly you guys can't keep anyone. You can't
1: even get anybody that wants to come to your roster. No, I'd rather stay in Detroit than go to the Dodgers. Think about that. I'd rather stay in Detroit.
6: First of all that's an erroneous story.
1: That's they might want to be hanging out with said uh, Dan he wants Campbell. to stay on the
6: East Coast where his family is. The Dodgers <laughs> yeah. don't play on the East Coast. Didn't want to, come, want
1: to come to the Dodgers. Doesn't matter. Didn't want, want to come to time the Dodgers. the Dodgers
6: played on the East Coast. Does, doesn't want to come. Didn't want to come to the Dodgers. Didn't want to come. Said no.
1: Sorry. I don't A want to go away. How'd that work out for Trey I'd, Turner? I'd ra- I'd How's rather that working out for Trey Turner? I'd rather Turner? stay here in Detroit and How's lose. How's that working and out for Trey Turner? lose. And lose. And lose. Well. Did his check clear? and lose. Uh, he left his defense his in Los check. Angeles. The guy though. already
6: had millions. He's okay. a loser.
1: When, when, it, when it gets to the playoffs and you come in and it's, I'm gonna hey, Frostberg, what's going on? Oh, look at these guys we're throwing out here, man. We got nobody to pitch. We're getting Otani. We it's all good. We got Phil Bickford back from the Mets today and uh, we're not even going to get it. And yeah, just Jason, wait. One last just team to wait. worry
6: about. The Mets in the running. They're out. Wait. You guys are out. You're not going to be competitive till 30-26. Just to stop with 30-26.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: Oh man. Big right. winner's my ass. Nah,
1: big lo- Dodgers needed to get somebody, didn't. Need yeah. to get somebody? How many games over didn't. first didn't. Are they okay? Well, do, do the I'm sorry, the Dodgers. Do they measure themselves by games over first
6: place or getting to the World Series and winning? Yeah, we'll get to the World Series. Okay, whether they win it or not. I don't okay, know. sure. With that pitching, sure. But yeah. they'll win the next ten when they get Otani, yeah,
1: you, you're gonna be you're gonna be like uh, you're gonna be like Dennis Haysbert in Major League, like like burning all this incense to make sure that Bueller comes back and and Kershaw comes back. You're saying and that like it's tru- why is healthy? Hey,
5: why are you uh, downplaying other you know different religious or uh, spiritual beliefs? Why, why you're is just Joe, downplaying. Why all is this. Joe Boo in everybody's locker? It's a. <laughs> if you get Foster's some level of camaraderie, and I don't know, man, I don't, I don't understand the other realm. I have a hard time navigating this one on a yeah. day-to-day would basis. Would you rather? And you're maybe,
6: maybe win one or win ten in a row with Otani. Oh, I'll if, take B.
1: Okay, because because you know Otani's definitely coming.
6: Hundred percent.
1: Okay. All right, all right. You Plus know, the
6: Dodgers would have done something. Today. He's
1: definitely coming. Okay, okay. Well, they did. They tried to get a guy that didn't want to go there. Dude,
6: they got rid of Noah Syndergaard. How did, do you have him well, as a Well, you know, they, they won the pre.
1: They're they getting a statue.
6: They, they, okay, they, they won did the, win pre- the pre, pre- draft okay, deadline. Okay, period. the
1: pre yeah. the, tre- the pre trade deadline it was last week. The Dodgers were good, but that's, the deadline day, week, the Dodgers lost. That they was got last week. Of Synagard, they got rid of Syndergaard. They I think they you're did. underplaying this. Yeah, one, but man. dude,
5: look at Syndergaard. Look, I was the guy calling for the
1: statue. Yeah, last, dude, last week. dude, but dude, Syndergaard last night. I named night, him
5: Executive of the Year. Five and a third shutout innings for the Guardians <laughs> last night. The Dodgers. Screwed he got, him got up. a hair. He got a haircut, and he was ready to pitch. You screwed him. Too up, Too many man. cooks in the kitchen, you man. Screwed him up. They he would have been great. rid of
6: Syndergaard. Screwed him up. Can't help it. Was anything but winners. Five and a third. Five and a third
1: shutout of the Astros. So. He's back. There's one of he your- He got Mjolnir back. <laughs> one of your big losers for That's- the night. In the trade deadline. Uh, This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, coming up next, we get into a story that has every single sports fan in America and the world fired up beyond belief. That's next right here. Jason and Mike,
2: Fox.
7: playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote
3: i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You're going to lose this game. Yeah, listen, the Mets, listen. the you lose yeah. every game. <laughs> the Mets are winning 5-4 in the eighth inning. They gave up the lead. They were winning 6-4, uh, and they gave up the lead. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You it got all matter. excited. and all like, Trade deadline winner, sure. But the big thing is the more the Mets lose, the more stuff Mets gear is marked down on the internet. I could get the Mets All-Star hat right now for 22
5: bucks. The biggest, so the biggest question to all... Yeah, mm. I'd burn the $22. Mm. Um, I'd buy another sandwich. Mm. But the uh, the idea, you know, watching your guy Frank the Tank, we got to see both sides of him because yeah. he was over at the National Sports Collectors mm-hmm. Convention this this weekend. So meeting up with uh, Dan Marino and, and of course, uh, Pete Weber, doing the legendary screaming. <laughs> I sent you guys the videos. So, uh-huh. you know, he, he's kind of turning into you. Yeah. And vice versa, you guys, with that riding the lightning... In your emotions and love and hate of this team. It's really I've, got of fun
1: to watch. I've looked at the Mets from both sides no, That's now. good.
5: So, uh, yeah, listen. We've we got we're, Joni Mitchell into yeah. the
1: team. Uh, but, uh, look, Isaac Lohencron's going to give you the update in a few minutes about how the Mets are going to wind up blowing this game, like three times against the Royals. But uh, the U.S. women's national team last night, mm-hmm. both you and I stayed up late to watch that oh, yeah. game, and it was not good. After the game ended, a very uninspired 0-0 tie with Portugal where they were one post away from going home. Clean look. the, The entire Fox crew, it was like one big episode of Undisputed, right? Rob Stone, Carly Lloyd, Alexi Lawless. It's like they were waiting to unload on the women's national team for such an uninspired effort. Here's Carly Lloyd, former U.S. women's national star, who retired in 2021, who had this and more to say about the United States women's national team tying last night, not being... The team that she thought they could be, not being the team that we thought they could be. And instead just a night where they were lucky to move on. There was questions about why is the United States, why are the women, why are they dancing? Why are they signing autographs? They were they're lucky to be moving on. They almost went home. It was one big and I'll tell you, Mike, it was it was like a feeding frenzy. Like, you could tell they can't wait to just tear into the women's national team after this was over.
5: I mean, it was it was like my, my my television was bloody watching them talk after the game was over. Well, but even during the broadcast, it was starting to get to that point. You know, the, all right, where's the burst? Where's that surge, right? A couple of times Morgan uh, would get the ball ahead, uh, and decision-making is different. Look, the timing's different, and, and that goes into, a, like, the deeper analysis of, at least from my untrained eye, uh, and, you know, on the on the soccer world, uh, and and just having watched it and talked to as many people as I could, we've got friends that have joined the show through these years. But it, there, were, there's just a there's no continuity, and the age is showing, and the and the lack of separation, and all of those things come through. And in the broadcast, there were a lot of pieces of kind of dead time because they didn't want to go all in. Mm against what the women were putting mm. up, right? The the number of, all right, we've moved it into the, into the zone, and now there's no movement, no flow, no co- connectivity. Mm. No, all right, ball's coming back the other way. Yeah. Uh, here's
1: Carly Lloyd, part of her dramatic assessment of the United States after the game.
0: I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between... Being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling, I mean the player of the match was that post. You were lucky to not be going home right now.
5: Okay. She's not wrong. Well, it's like the Sean Payton of last week. Yeah. You're yeah. not wrong. No, she's not wrong. But, but
1: it was but everything you heard, and I agree with all the with, with a lot of the criticism, but there's something that everybody's overlooking, we're gonna get to in a, I mean everybody is overlooking this. But you could tell that they were just waiting for this. And Vlato Andonovsky today said the criticism was insane. I can't believe that, that Carly would say that. I'll tell you exactly why this happened and why the United States was dancing and signing autographs after. When you're playing a tournament halfway around the world, you're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Right, you're in a bubble. You're not if if the United States was playing a game it was here in the United States. They're playing in Chicago and they tied. Are they signing autographs with with fans? Are they dancing after? Maybe not because they understand the fire and brimstone that's coming for them because this is the overwhelming favorite and they're not playing well. But you're playing halfway around the world and you're still right now insulated from all of that criticism. You're moving on. Let's not forget the United States moved on. And you know that as long as you tie and you had a draw, you move on so that's all it was you're moving on and and that's what so they're a little bit uh they're a little bit in and to that and immune to that the same thing is true for carly lloyd and alexi lawless and rob stone who are all players who played the sport for a long time fans of the sport they're sitting at their desk the entire game watching and they're watching with a critical eye and you can tell every time there was a lot of bad plays made by the united states they're mad and alexi what is that play by alex morgan which i said about a hundred times last night going what the hell is going on here what is that play by alex morgan what is that player what are they doing here?" so they're cooking on that all the way through the game so when they come on the air after it is a bloodbath it is an absolute so I understand because they're in their own bubble. The four of them on the set watching what's going on, right? So that so I understand both reactions. I understand why the United States was signing autographs and Look, we are moving on. We're gonna get criticized, but we're not, we're not hearing that right now. And why they set it on the set for Fox. Now, the couple of big things that we're not talking about are and you can you can go all the way through on so many things with this team, right? You can go the big picture of Carly Lloyd, who said that uh, they they look like they're entitled, they look like they are arrogant. I don't see any cohesion. I don't see any any anything more than individuals trying to play. They haven't had time together. All of these things she's right about. These are all big picture things she's right about, and 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 I, I don't doubt any of that. Now, Carly Lloyd, of course didn't have the greatest ending with the women's national team for the end of her career. She thought I should be playing more. She was coming off the bench. She showed that I can keep scoring goals. The two biggest things to take away from this with, with the United States, and yes, all of those things are true for Crowley, number one is not every team is great, okay? Just because they are viewed as the best team in the world, and we thought they were the best team, and they've won the last two World Cups, doesn't mean this edition of the United States team is great. No, they have problems, just like all the other countries have problems. This is just because you play on the U.S. Women's National Team and you keep hearing, Trinity Rodman, Trinity Rodman, Trinity Rodman is not a great player yet. Okay, Trinity Roman is not a great player. Alex Morgan is not the player she was four years ago. Which, oh by the way, what did I tell you was the biggest thing? Is Alex Morgan still an elite scorer? As you can see, she is not. Megan Rapinoe, how many minutes is she going to play? Just because we think they are doesn't mean they're a great team. And now, after you've seen this, the first three games they've played, you can tell they're a good team. Other teams are good too. They can win. They can lose. That's just the reality of this. This is not, they don't have they're not, they're not wall-to-wall superstars. Mm-hmm. Rose Lavelle is a pretty good player, but is she a big time superstar? She's not. Right? She's a good player, but she's not. And she's and, not available. As, as gritty, <laughs> as gritty as Lindsay Haran is, and she's my favorite player on the U.S. women's national team, Lindsay Horan. is so far in this tournament, has been really good, but she's also been a little bit invisible at times. And She got subbed out last night, which really surprised yeah, the hell out of me saw that. in the final yeah. 10 minutes. Like, okay, so something's going on there. So they're not a great team. Just because you see them put the uniform on, every team is different. And this is just a down cycle for the United States women's national team. They're waiting for the next level of superstars to come. There's no Rapino on this team. Sophia Smith is not Alex Morgan. I You're talking about some of the greatest soccer players in the history of the world that have won the last couple of cups, and as well, they're they're good because we're the United States. No, that's the that's the big thing that people don't get. But on the field, the thing that gets it. And you and I talked about this before before the show tonight. Is you've seen a lot of criticism. Some of this criticism is a little bit is a little bit mis mis uh, misappropriated because you've heard if you watch the games, hey, the United States they feel like they're playing slow. A lot of their moves are very predictable, and that's really not the case watching this team it's they are slow they're slow because mm. the last time we saw this team play was in not in the World Cup but it was in the Olympics when they looked slow and they looked like we're getting run up and down the field and what have you seen the first three games have our forwards run free for shots on goal no. They, the defense has always had a chance to get back and get in their passing lanes. Are you seeing midfielders run free? Is Rose Lavelle getting downfield unimpeded with a chance to set up a play? No. Defenders are on her. And and, and they're fouling and they're stopping the United States because the United States team speed is slow, so you have that big case of okay, the team is not great. And the but the number one thing, and that's a roster problem, is that it's hard to win when you don't have team speed. You watch all the other teams we play; they're all making plays. The defense is getting back big. All right, you're seeing the other teams blow by some of our players, and that's a huge thing that is not fixable. Right? That is not fixable when you have no team speed. And when watching the game last night, I'm watching breakouts going. Well, here's there's instead of a, a big. Through ball here, or here's a big volley. No, this is going to be broken up, and it's not going to get through because they're just not fast enough. It's not. It's not about all oh, their playing. So no, they're just their team speed is not good.
5: Going to have to pull back and create uh, an opportunity. And while they did outshoot Portugal, what was it, seventeen five or something mm-hmm. was the final final tally. And then you have the the post shot is really the the thing that leaves the big mark on the game. Is possession. Was more Portugal, Uh, Lavelle. Now with the yellow card, she's going to miss the next match, so that's a big deal. You talk about Rapino and and Alex Morgan. Well, Morgan had chances. She gets caught, or she's trying. And and we watch it at all levels. You watch it with your daughter's team, and and this the she's reverting to some of the stuff early on. It's like take your shot, right? You've got the opening. You found the daylight. Take your shot dribbling back into traffic into the box, you're you're not getting the ball through three defenders. Just not working. And so what do we see? The ball bounced and redirected the other way. Uh time and again. Uh Rapino, a couple of chances coming once she subbed into the game. You got a little bit of spark of energy, but that's short, short lived. And you talk Rodman, you talk Smith, you talk a lot of young players. It's exciting for what may become But remember, you know, the larger picture does play here is that the rest of the world's caught up. Conditioning-wise, team-wise, strategy-wise, for the U.S., you've got the NWSL. It's still playing now, right? Our guy Isaac Lohenkron working for Angel City. But, you know, what did you have? All right, we met for a flight, and we got to hang out and, and drink lattes before we got on a flight to New Zealand. And then, what, three or four days before you're into match activity? Like that's not months of training. That's not, hey, let's integrate all these new faces and new bodies and figure out where there's flow, where there can be some operational efficiencies gained, and all of that showing on the pitch. All right? How many times have you seen, all right, there's a bit of a breakout, and then you look around, it's like, all right, I'm going one on four. We've got to pull it back because I don't have anybody running with me. And so it's it's just a different animal and a different game. And and I think it's great that the rest of the world's caught up. It's great for the game, for the U.S. It gets to the criticism, and to address your original point though of the you're insulated. Hey, you still got through, right? Succeed and proceed. It's not the result you wanted, and who who loves a nil nil tie? Nobody, <laughs> nobody. The players don't love it. Fans hate it. The broadcasters didn't get to do a big goal call, so they're salty too. But you got through, and look, the criticism going to come, and hopefully you're you're mature enough, and you've been in the game and spotlight long enough that, that that should just wash off you. It won't, because once they hear it, just like Coach did, uh, they're going to have their response to it. But people are expecting dominance. And that's, you get get used to it. You get accustomed to it, right? You expect the Dodgers to be in the playoffs every year. For a long time, you expected the Lakers to be good. Then you had a decade where everybody lost their minds. Like, I'm sorry, for a decade, they were like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm used to the hey. Every once in a while, my team has a shot. I get excited. (laughs) I don't. I don't get spoiled by it, man. I don't get spoiled by uh, dominance.
6: I, I don't know what that means. What do you got, Frostberg? There's a big silver lining in all of this with the women's national team. Guys. They're not the Mets? Uh, they, they even yeah. play later in the morning where nobody's going to watch for the next oh, two games. Yeah, the yeah. so. next
1: two games are really smack dab in the middle of the night. It's we like, won't, it, we yeah. won't miss it.
5: What it's, are they at? It's,
6: it's going they to They've got the uh, 3 Sunday o'clock one? Like oh, it's, a a yeah. night. Okay. it's So they've got the 3 o'clock instead really of midnight? It's yeah. really difficult. worse than last night.
1: No, but here's the thing is that. I don't know how much the rest of the world is caught up because when you hear the rest of the world are caught up, you think like globally. Here's all these teams. No, that no, no. Are better. But it's but it, but it and, only and takes certain, two or right, two to five. Right. Certain <laughs> I mean, teams have gotten certain teams have gotten have gotten better. Surely, you know, look, Sweden's playing. Look, Japan is running. Well, but for I mean, Sweden. Cup. Look well, at their first yeah. game
5: in this in this tournament was a train wreck. I watched that live. Looking around, going, this is supposed to be the number three team in the world. Like for if you're a U.S. fan, you didn't feel so bad watching that one. Yeah. And but now here they are and they've gotten right. But this is this is not so much that as it is. This is a
1: US team that has come back to the pack a little bit because they're not as talented. Sure. Now it's not a team that can't win the World Cup because they can. But they're a team that can easily get beat by anybody left in the knockout round. You just had you just had a a you just had a play in where you're playing the lowest seeded team and you only beat them three nothing and you got two draws. One was against a good team, one was against a team that's not even a top 20 team no, in the world.
5: Not even close. And, and
1: they looked they looked faster, they looked fresher, they looked everything. It was really difficult. Well, they also savored the uh,
5: opportunity to knock the U.S. out, right? right well, don't but, don't
1: discount no, that. No, but they had their chance to win. See, the yeah, one yeah. thing they did honestly, they went for the win way too late. Like they, like Portugal needed to be, and that's the one it's thing just that, aggressive I'm, I'm from watching the, the outset. I'm going. They needed once they got to like the 70th minute, they needed to say, "All right, we got to go because we we can win, we and got we speed, can move on, we can make
5: a push." But yeah. they,
1: they didn't really do that until like the 85th minute. Yeah. And you saw at that point, it was. Oh wow, and and the United States not making the substitutions till late. They had a lot of tired legs. Like if they had started going, because you got to go, because you know, hey, we can move on here, but we got to win the game. Once you get to that 70th minute, okay, we played 25 minutes here in the second half. It's still zip, zip. We need we need some time to get going to get that goal. So thankfully for the United States, they really started to press way too late, where they only had about 10 or 12 minutes of game time to press. You
5: know what's great? As we're sitting here in the tireact.com Fox Sports Radio studios. It's now starting again, so I can curse for the next two hours, just like I did in the middle of the night last night. We'd finished up a soccer tournament down in Del Mar. My kid's sitting there. She's got a giant ice pack on her head, stitches. Thank you for taking care of uh, everything yesterday as I attended uh, to her. Uh, but we're sitting there, and we're, we're muttering under our breaths for two hours. What are we watching? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Look,
1: that's it's just not as good a team, and they're slow, that, and, and you like can't the be slow. You can't, no, no, no. Well, yeah, the Mets are slow. Mets are slow. They don't steal bases. Neither do the Dodgers, by the way. They seem to find a way around it. We weren't talking they about it. The they Dodgers,
5: hit though. doubles to the gap <laughs> I with think
1: regularity. Freddie, I think Freddie Freeman leads the team in stolen bases, if
6: I'm not mistaken. He's a hell of a
1: dancer, too. They're also uh,
6: 20 games over, 500.
1: This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive. Com. Time now to find out what's trending in the wide world of sports. Isaac Lowenkron, you can skip over the results and how the Mets lost. Just give the score. I don't think we need to know exactly what happened.
8: Just because I can skip over the details doesn't necessarily mean I will skip over the details. Oh. I thought it would be fair to warn you, but we'll try and cleanse the palate retroactively or preemptively with the news that... Tonight, Fromber Valdez of the Houston Astros pitched a no-hitter against the Cleveland Guardians at Minute Maid Park. Here's how the final out sounded on KMBE.
4: Here's the 0-2 to Gallagher. Broken bat, soft liner, Pena catches it, and a no-hitter! Fromber Valdez!
1: First one to greet him is Maldonado, and the
8: rest of his teammates pile on. Fromber Valdez throws the
4: 16th no-hitter in Houston Astros history.
8: Astros win it 2-0. Valdez, seven strikeouts. He faced the minimum 27 batters. He allowed just a walk in the fifth inning that was erased on a double play. At Wrigley, the Cubs tied a franchise record with seven home runs in a 20-9 to nine win over Cincinnati. Dansby Swanson, two home runs and five RBI. You know what, Jason, on second thought, maybe you're right. I think that I won't tell you the details of how the Kansas City Royals and New York Mets were tied at six at Kansas City in the bottom of the 10th inning. The Royals had the bases loaded. Josh Walker on the mound for the Mets. I'm going to accede to your wishes. I'm not going to tell you how and why and what happened next, I'm going to let the Royals broadcasters do it for me on KCSP. Francisco
1: Alvarez calls time and goes out to the mound for a mound visit.
5: Now the umpires are conferring.
8: The Mets contended it was because of an issue with the Pitchcom communication device between Walker and catcher Francisco Alvarez. In fact, moments before Walker stepped off the rubber, Alvarez was seen reaching his left hand up to his left ear, uh, mimicking and making the sign for there being a problem with the Pitchcom device, but it's in the books for a victory for Kansas City. The Mets lose on a delayed walk-off balk. Yes. That's how they did it. Yes, technically uh, the case. Hmm. I'm just going to let That's that you. sink in for a moment. Meanwhile, in Colorado, the Padres have an 8-5 lead over the Rockies in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two home runs for Juan Soto of San Diego. Kike Hernandez, a bases-clearing double moments ago for the Dodgers, who now have a 4-0 lead over the A's in the bottom of the fifth inning. Back to you.
3: The Mets suck. He he I did not
8: push that button. That was not he, me. He didn't even throw a pitch. No,
1: Josh Walker came and didn't even throw a pitch. Well, you know that is so totally Mets. That
5: is just so totally. But on Mets. the day that you won, <sighs> in air quotes, the uh, the trade deadline, mm. you lose spectacularly. Look, like I always tell you, if you're going to go down and, and lose a game, lose spectacularly. Fail spectacularly, and this is just the next bullet point on a season full of futility. Good for you. Twitter it out about a
1: fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. The summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes rolls on. One winner's already been selected to win a set of four brand-new tires, and now two more winners have the opportunity to win a set of four tires plus installation, taxes, and fees valued at up to 1500 bucks. Enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest every single day at foxsportsradio.com to boost your chances to win. Two more winners will take home a set of four new tires between now and August 27th. To so enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com, sponsored by tireact.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, coming up next, yes, we had the big loser number one of the MLB trade deadline, which was the Dodgers. The second big loser is
3: coming up next, right here, Fox. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post
0: wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox
1: Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! This hour of the show, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So, the big losers of the trade deadline. The Dodgers. And the Yankees. The the Yankees, and this is what's fascinating about the Yankees. The Yankees make a move, they get a pitcher, but it's not nearly what they need because this is a team that still is above five hundred in a very difficult division that needs things, right? Yeah. They need a lot. You could have thrown a dart and gotten something that you needed. Oh, we we need a bat, we need a reliever, we need a starting pitcher. And the Yankees, once again at the deadline, are extremely quiet. And the reason behind this, I can tell you, and this is why the Yankees are big losers, is because Brian Cashman, who's been the GM there for a long time, has gotten to the point over the years where he has driven to the middle of the road, where he is afraid to trade any prospect anywhere for anything. I vividly remember him a couple of years ago when they could have made a trade and uh, they could have gotten a big star for one of their prospect and, and prospects involved. And they said, "Hey, what did you think about that deal?" And he very candidly said, "Come on, man, I got to walk around in this town. I can't make a trade like that." He's got to the point where he's afraid to trade any prospect because if they go someplace and win, he knows that he's never going to hear the end of it. It's all his fault. And what happened to all these guys who were untradeable? Miguel Andujar and Gary Sanchez. All these guys. Oh man, you could have traded all of them. Many Many times over and you could have gotten better players but it's like the Yankees they're not even the Yankees anymore the Mets and the Dodgers are more the Yankees than than the Yankees are they have decided to be a team where we'll spend when we want to and 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 we'll bring in some 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 fill the uh you know we'll we'll, we'll fill some spots for a little while and then we'll work on a long-term solution but this Yankee team, that what made them the Yankees was, hey, when we need something, we're not afraid to go out and get it. And maybe they thought this is not our year, but you're still, you're still right there in the thick of the wild card chase. I don't know why you wouldn't try to go for it a little bit. But it, it's, it's Brian Cashman. They've decided we're just not going to trade our prospects because we're so worried that they're going to go someplace, be stars. And why would you trade that guy? Why'd you? And it's, it's, it's in his head. It's in his head because there's no reason why the Yankees, with a farm system of players that any team would love to have because they're Yankee players, you got to know some of them aren't going to be stars. You can trade them away, but other teams value them because they're Yankees prospects. You could make moves and you could get big players to come in that could have helped the team over the past few years, but it's not like that anymore.
5: Well, but, you know, Big Stein can't walk back through that door, Mm. right? To where, you know, Gotham has to be first. Like, Cashman's just been in a nice, comfortable space, even when it's been uncomfortable. Like, we were talking about him, about whether he should have been fired the last couple of years with some of the moves they didn't make. Uh, and, well, he, he keeps getting the the next year added on, to your point, the, hey, I've got to walk around here. Because people love their prospects. They always have. But look at the production. Volpe. Jason Dominguez down in the minor leagues, he's only 19, but the expectation was he was going to be fast-tracked and this kid will be mashing. It'll be Mm -hmm. like Griffey coming up with Seattle all those years ago uh, and some of the stuff we've seen. Uh, So you make a couple of moves. You get Spencer Howard for cash considerations Mm -hmm. and Middleton from the White Sox. I love some of the quotes from the Yankee players, though. Uh, you had uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge just kind of talking about, well, whatever gets us close to being a better team and winning, that's why I'm here. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Higashioka, I don't have a lot of emotions. That would be my mood, even if we got Otani. Mm. Like, I just love that. It's like, ah, what are we going to do? We got to keep going out and playing. But for the Yankees, yeah, they're, they're playing like they're a middle-tier middle-of-the-road kind of squad. No longer big, bad Yankees buy and, and bring in all these big guys like Boomer and everything like they did back in the day. They've, got, they've gotten afraid. They've gotten afraid to make trades when they never were. And well, that and was spending not all were. the money on uh, Judge yeah. and Stanton probably has uh, left them a little gun-shy with the games they've missed. Twitter at how about a, sorry, X at how about a Fresca X. Mike at
1: Swollen Dome. Jason and Mike coming up next, a big story out of Major League Baseball, Fox.